0: If you think gutting it through grief or falling in a hole during grief will make the pain stop or result in better days, you really need to listen to this episode. Our expectations of the grief process are based on emotional expectations or the pressure of what our faith should do in our journey. Grief is really not a topic people want to talk about, so there are many things we don't even know about it as we travel this difficult road. What about your brain? Remember that commercial about (laughs) this is your brain, and then they showed a frying pan and said, This is your brain on drugs? Well, grief also physically affects your brain. Today we're going to talk about how it affects your brain, which will give you a little relief and hopefully increase the grace that you give yourself. Hey, friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you wanna be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggle to breathe, question God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again but God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough so if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing then bring your ugly cry get into a comfortable place even if that's your bed right now and let the healing begin girl there's hope for your future Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Malaysia, our spotlight country, and in the U.S., Illinois. This is the first time you are the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 60 countries. This tells me that grief is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in today, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome. And if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith or her death, and you want some background or more information, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. Her faith journey throughout the last six months of her life were unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today, and the reason I wrote the book called Dying to be Healed. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief. You have to know what you're going through so it doesn't throw you so much. Processing daily life, like how to get back to normal routines when nothing is normal and growing your faith. As a Christian, you know that getting closer to God, having that hope is what is going to get you through this. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It's not always going to hurt like this. It's really important for you to hear that often. Now this is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you never will. But you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. I don't care how it feels right now. I promise those words are truth because I am living proof. You know, when Monica died, I had a few weeks where I was surrounded with people. I had work to accomplish like writing the obituary, deciding on cremation packages. Who knew there was such a thing? And planning the service. I felt numb, but I also felt a little relief because I was her caretaker and every day of the last six months had been busy and gut-wrenching. Monica died in the morning, so that night after going to the funeral home and after people left, I slept so well. I was totally worn out, so sleep came easy. I was also relieved that she was no longer in pain. She was in heaven and could breathe and sing and laugh even better than she had before. Her ex-husband came to see me and he gave me one of those memorial stickers you put on your car and it said, Monica King, now singing in heaven. It was so sweet, but I could not put that on my car. It made it too real. I'm not sure exactly how long it took, but it was around the first month that I was starting to feel the painful grief and it shocked me. It made me feel alone and like I was the only one experiencing such a traumatic and deep loss. I couldn't remember things. I felt slowed in my functioning, and it was like walking through this foggy quicksand. I was shocked that this was now what my life was. Truly, I was absolutely shocked. I needed the pain to stop, but about six months in, it was getting worse worse how in the world could I be getting worse how could the pain be getting worse it confirmed my fears of this grief thing never ending I could see little past my pain and when I tried to write the book of Monica's journey it was as if I was a glutton for punishment because recounting her days and her pain and her faith would put me on the floor then I was expected to go back to work and that life as I knew it even that job as I knew it they were gone functioning in the old world when my old world had been blown up was also surreal I walked through the doors of the hospital where I had worked for several years and it felt different it felt big and I felt lost I was also expected to function as I had but that was just not possible My identity, my world, they were gone. And when I let myself think about it, what I felt was anxiety and panic. So how have your first six months been? Maybe you're getting closer to a year. Can you relate to the numbness, the relief, anxiety, exhaustion, brain fog, indescribable pain, walking in familiar places and feeling like it's the twilight zone? What about losing your identity and freaking out that the life you had enjoyed before your loved one's death was never coming back? Do you feel like you're the only one experiencing such a loss, like no one in the world can truly understand? Well, I think you're right. No one in the world can truly understand because grief is absolutely unique to the individual. What is a shared experience for those grieving are the other things I just asked you about. God created our brains to protect us from such trauma, your life-changing grief. And as it allows us to comprehend a little more and a little more, it makes us feel like we're getting worse when in fact, we're actually starting to process it. I read a 2021 article by a neurologist named Dr. Lisa Schulman, and she talked about how tragedy affects the brain. There's this part of your brain called the amygdala, and it responds fast. So fast, it's before your conscious mind can even think. So you may be thinking, why am I acting like this? When your body is just keeping you safe. She said that when your loss impacts your identity, the loss is more impactful. And six months in, when you feel more than you ever had, as you're dealing with more of life's expectations, it kind of throws you back in that fight or flight. Now, some people add freeze and fawn, but basically your body is just trying to protect itself. So the waves come and go, you get better and worse, and it makes you feel like you're going crazy when it's actually just the process of processing. I hope it makes sense to you that the beginning of your grief is not the time to discover your purpose. You just aren't able to do much more than get through the days to process what you've been through, what you're going through, and how to accept this new reality. But the good news is that as you process your experience, you're creating new neural pathways. This is called neuroplasticity, which I've mentioned before. This is why grief has to be looked at like a marathon and not a sprint. Grief takes time. I'm going to say it again. Grief takes time physically for your brain and your body. So please know that your emotional and spiritual life are also affected and also need time. What can be helpful, according to this neurologist, is journaling. Because there's no censoring, no filtering for others. It's just for you to process and get out what is in your head and your heart. The goal is acceptance and not getting your old life back. The goal is progress over time, not crossing a finish line. An important thing to remember, if you can remember right now, is something else that Dr. Shulman shared in the article. If you don't work through the traumatic experiences that you have, they will continue to be an obstacle in your life. This is where I need to remind you that time alone does not heal all wounds. There will be no finite ending to your loss. So you have to weave it into your life's story. Dr. Shulman also said that if you cannot, meaning if you cannot work through this experience, your growth and your potential will never be realized. I doubt for any of us that our loved ones would want us to live less because they died. The legacy of your loved one's life should live through you and never be less than. I want to say that again. The legacy of your loved one's life should live through you and never be less than. Your journey works, or the work of your journey is, and get ready for this one. It's nothing this week. What in the world? I just want you to breathe. I want you to remind yourself multiple times this week that your grief will take time, that your brain has been affected, And it's trying to protect you. God created amazing bodies. So allow your poor brain and the rest of you to just be. You are here today. And that tells me you are looking for help and support in your grief journey. It tells me that you're doing the work of grief. And I know that's not easy. If you're ready to take another brave step towards your healing, here are three resources. You can purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. I call it a workshop because I need you to understand there's work to be done. There are action steps towards your healing. If you're just starting your journey and you have no idea what to do, or if you feel stuck, this workshop will help guide and direct your steps. You're going to grow closer to God even when it's hard to pray. You'll work towards acceptance even if that word makes you angry right now. And you are going to know what to expect in your healing process. You can also join the private Facebook group so you can be a part of a group of faith-filled women who get it and encourage each other in a way that those in the world cannot. See, when you're a part of the group and you welcome a new member, y'all, that's taking action, that's serving others. It's getting out of your pain even for just a minute to support and encourage someone else. And you can always visit MyChurchOpenDoorChurch.com Links to everything you need are in the show notes. Now in the meantime, until we meet again, remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone and keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch and keep taking steps, however small, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up, If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website. The link is below. And sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, Grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.